another uh fabulous installment of the guns gear and beer podcast i'm your host Derek campbell tonight we're joined by ryan of imtech helmets my favorite new helmet company is going to tell, talk to us a little bit about uh the magic that they're putting in their brain buckets uh, also joined tonight is chris from because operator our friend up north adam and zane from spiritus systems and the guys from Lone Star Armory. How are you guys doing tonight? Hi. They're doing great. Thanks for having us back. Awesome. What's up, guys? You're Never right. better. Finest day of my life. Yep. One day at a time. So, Ryan, what have you been up to lately? I We have been busy. We have been very, very busy at MTech, as is not news to anyone. We're still working on a very severe backlog. And we work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, doing everything we can to remedy that. So there's no rest for the weary on our end, that's for sure. That's good. That's good. I think people would be a little bit more upset if you're severely backlogged and you were posting vacation pics to Instagram. (laughs) Well, we did just get back from a month-long trip in Italy, but that that was just a corporate outing. Oh, 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 yes. Yes. You were just giving bonuses to your executives. That's right. (laughs) So corporate. No, I mean, I think I want to hear, I mean, so, you know, full transparency, I've already, I've already heard this, this story, but I would like to hear kind of the compressed, uh, you know, M tech story, right? I think it's important that people, people hear that. And and that's what I want to hear tonight. So like, take us from the top. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's very much a, a bromance story, and and it, Go on. And it, it, it adds to a lot, really, of, of who we are. And it's, it's one of the things about MTech that I actually like to talk about a lot. And so we were we were fairly unknown uh, over years past, but MTech's actually been around for about 12 years. But a lot of what we did was behind the scenes. We did armor research. We did armor R&D. We did uh, jobs for Natick, jobs for the Air Force. We did some small stuff with the Army, but nobody really knew who we were. They were like, oh, I think those guys do something with mandibles or something. And that was that was kind of our our shtick was, you know, R&D and, and kind of uh, special things in the background. So when we dropped the helmets back in November of 2015, then we started to get popular really fast. And so... It's funny because, you know, I talk to people all the time and they're like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I understand growing pains. You guys are brand new and stuff like that. And the fact is we're, we're not brand new at all, but we're brand new to the helmet space. I will say that, but we're not brand new to armor or, you know, the R&D or the manufacturing that goes along with it. But the, the nutshell version of it is, is pretty simple, actually. So, um, you know, we're, we're a father and son owned company. So Ben and Vance are the two owners. Ben and I were in the Marine Corps together. He was one of my Marines for about eight years. And I've got lots of funny stories that I probably won't tell on, on a live podcast. But oh, please uh, do. 
we we may share some of them eventually but you know the ben and vance and the guys were busy doing r d work and when it came time to shut down the r d companies um you know ben and i knew each other from from serving together in the past and deploying together and stuff he kind of called me up and i was actually back overseas again uh contracting when he called and he skyped me and said hey man you know i want you to come work for me and i said okay well you know let's do it shouted out my door to retired master guns my boss tax and said hey i quit i need a flight out of here in two weeks and you know that's the very nutshelled version of it but but yeah i mean we're we're a small company we're we're very family oriented um at one point we were literally all marines at mtech um we made vance and an honorary marine since he sent two sons and a son-in-law off to war and then agreed to hiring all marines um, so i have a question for you man if i can break in real quick so what was y'all's elmer's glue budget not <laughs> huge Huge. We spent the majority of our money on Elmer's glue and, and things of the like. God. Crayon. God. Had to do it. Had to do it. Well, so so I so you know you guys made the you know the mantle. So I got to go see. I was lucky enough. I was in Indiana and I got to go see the the MTEC facility and I got to see what they're what they're really up to in, inside that building. Um, and I was I was really blown away. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get into like your proprietary uh, IP, but um, you know, I was blown away by the you know the the technology that is put into each helmet. So I mean, I really learned a lot. I'm, I'm somebody like obviously I I you know wanted to grill LSA uh, on the last podcast and uh, learn all about all about their you know what makes their rifles different, but. Yeah, Mtex Mtex helmet is different, right? It, it's not the same. Not all helmets are created equal. Not all armor is created. Uh, so, can you, what can you tell us about the technology behind the helmet? So, without getting too in the weeds about it all, um, and I'll kind of nutshell this as well. We were working on a project for the Air Force, and the Air Force wanted to build an HGU 56P helmet, which if you're familiar with the rotary wing helmets, you know, they're big. They're basically carbon fiber with maybe a, a layer or two of, of armor material in there. And it, it has a really weird shape to it. And so, you know, we were there with a bunch of our, you know, now competitors at the time, they were just helmet companies and we weren't. And we were trying to explain to these guys, it's actually possible if you break away from the traditional manufacturing methods, the way that, that helmets specifically have been made for roughly the last 30 years, there's a new way to do this. And if you do this, you can start to manipulate this material in a way that hasn't been done in a very long time. So we, we came back and had some separate meetings with them and sort of explained it in detail. Here's what we think we can do. And apparently we convinced the scientists that were there that they're like, yeah, you know, that sounds good in theory. And so we, in MTech fashion, you know, they kind of slapped us on the shoulder and said, thanks for the info and sent us on our way. So we went home and about three days later or so, we decided to just make one. There was no contract, there was no money, there was no anything in place. We just decided to make one ourselves um, and probably some 
bastard process that should have killed us, but um, we we got it done, and it was ugly, and it was a prototype, and it was more of just a show and tell. Uh, and we drove back over to Wright Pat. We knocked on Lieutenant Colonel's door and just said, here, we put one in his hand. And he was like, oh, so you guys were totally serious. Like, you weren't just making that up. Nope, we were totally serious. And then about a week and a half later, we actually had that contract. So jump forward from that uh, into kind of what makes the Flux special is we use that opportunity to learn a lot about how to process materials and, and how, to, how to make things in a way that hasn't been done in a very long time or actually ever. And we decided to leverage our, our newfound knowledge into a new technology. And so basically what we've come up with is a way to, to make and, and manufacture helmets that shares virtually zero commonality with the way anyone else is doing it. So, you know, like Adam, I know you know a little bit more about it than, than some of the other people out there, but the, it's a very labor intensive process and it's kind of a long process, but the end result we think is worth it. And so one thing that a lot of people don't know about us is, you know, we spent roughly three years and a hundred percent of our own money developing the a helmet that we thought people would want. So when we decided to make a helmet, like I said, you know, there was no R&D contract. There was no, no army contract. There was nothing. We just said, you know, we have this cool technology. Let's use it and let's make exactly what we want based on the feedback, you know, and, you know, some user uh, uh, experience and stuff like that. Let's, let's make what we think would be the best thing. So, you know, we basically just turned all our pockets inside out and spent the next three years just going bonkers, trying to make what we thought would be the next gen helmet system. And, and yeah, I like to think that that's what we did so far. The feedback has, has pretty much been on point with that. So, you know, when it gets into the weight and really the undercut geometry and, and stuff like that, the things that are special about the flux, you know, it's, it's, it's been a good, it's been a good lesson for us. We have learned a lot. And if we can keep going with this, this, this newfound way to manufacture, to process these materials will be the new way that it's done for years and years to come, probably. Incredible. So what I, I mean, so there's, I mean, there's things, you know, about the helmet. Uh, I don't even know who, I mean, I know we have a couple of helmets, um, but there's, you know, there's things you, you can't even really understand until you pick one up. And that's what, yes. you know, for me, yeah. Uh, meeting, you know, finally getting my hands on one of the MTech lids. Uh, I didn't really understand the different, you know, I, I have an airframe. I've seen, you know, I've worn the Opscore stuff, obviously all the MSA and Gem, you know, Gem Tech stuff. But when you pick up an MTech helmet, one, you're like, wow, this is really light. That's a cool carbon. And they say, no, that's a ballistic. You know, thank, like, thanks for playing, but that's a ballistic helmet. So you, so first off, the weight is exact, <laughs> is incredibly light. Um, the, the fit, the fitment of the helmet is very, very nice. I like it a lot. It doesn't have a nape, uh, pad, which is, which a lot of people find, find odd. Um, I like the fitment. I kind of have a big head, so it, uh, it fits me very well. Um, but then there's just, you know, there's just other little things that you start noticing the, the inverse clips instead of, uh, bolt through hardware, everything is, you know, and, and it's not based off of. You know nothing it's a lot there's a lot of research by natick uh in other places in the army that show 
you know, ballistically, you can't save the man who steps on the on the IED, but you can save the man behind him. And, and not having bolt through hardware is one of those things. I mean, it's just very interesting to me, you know. And I know I'm kind of just pumping MTech right now, but uh, it's very interesting to me to learn. You know, you very rarely do you meet people in the industry who uh, who really care about their product in a way that MTech does. So I mean, it, it's I mean, we're we're really proud to be kind of teaming up with you guys and and, uh, and working with you so much like we have in the last few months. Lost the exact same game when I first met you guys at Shot Show last year. Hand me one of the prototypes of the ballistic. I'm like, oh, this is a cool b- tactical bicycle helmet. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the big boy helmet. Yeah, and you know, so just to caveat off that, that's the biggest selling point. When when I'm standing at Shot Show or I'm standing at a show and people come by and they're like, oh, that's cool, man, and they sort of walk by. I, I like to let them get like five or ten feet away, and then I'm like, no, no, hey, hey, and then I throw it at them, and they catch it, and they're like, oh, what? <laughs> You know, because if, if I try to hand it to them and they don't take it, I have to throw it at them so that they can actually get it in their hands. And then when they feel the weight, that's that's the the big catch all when you feel the weight of it. Because, you know, our, our as everybody knows and we advertise, our ballistic helmet, our carbon helmet actually weighed the same. So it's we didn't do that on purpose. That's sort of just coincidental. That, but That's some voodoo magic there. Yeah. Yes. And it, part awesome. of Part of the selling point, though, Adam, to, to what you were saying earlier, and you can keep on puffing us, buddy. We, we love it when you do that. But um, <laughs> it's it was a very different scenario for us to develop a helmet because we didn't have a set of standards that we had to go by. Like, we totally went off the reservation outside of the box. We didn't have anybody telling us it has to be like this, it has to be like that. We developed it from the ground up with a ton of thought and a ton of research into every single aspect and took all the liberties we wanted. So, you know, our, our paint is a custom paint color. We're the only ones doing M-Lock. Uh, we knew we wanted it to be boltless. I actually found the inverse clip and, and the guy that owns that company on a, a mountain bike forum that I, you know, tend to frequent in the summertime. And we, we literally had no rules. Whatever we wanted is what we wanted. And we did exactly what we wanted. So, you know, it started with the shape. That was the number one thing. Like, okay, we knew that we could make this very unique shape. So we were chasing that down. But every other aspect of it was us looking each other in the face and saying, well, what would you want in your helmet? What would you like to be able to do with your helmet? And we designed everything literally around exactly what we think we wanted or exactly from the feedback or you know the pros and cons of the other helmets out there you know airframes great helmet opscore great helmet you know i got really nothing bad to say about those guys but we you can put one on and you can find issues and so we're like okay let's remedy that and we tried to remedy as many of the issues that we could think of all in one shot because you know we're not a huge company and we don't have the time or the resources to do you know iteration after iteration after iteration which we knew that we could make helmets you know four years ago so we could have one one year into it just started pumping out a helmet or two years into it making a helmet but it took us three years to get exactly what we wanted and you know on to that end we're still making upgrades every single day and and you know zane adam you guys know this better than anybody because we're working together now 
you know, what you guys are doing and the pieces and parts and things that we're using, the materials that we're using are Italian imported leather and whatnot. <laughs> These are all, they're all upgrades from what we were using in the past. Sure. Well, the cat's out of the bag, everyone. The, oh. the Mtech chin strap uh, is going to feature Italian leather. <laughs> mm. that would be amazing if you if you released one helmet and called it like the Trump, and it was all gold oh, and leather and black. No, I mean but that's not a joke. That's not a joke. I mean, really, if you buy an Mtech helmet, it's going to have Italian leather in the chin strap, in the yeah. chin cup, and it's going exactly. to be amazing. I, I hope I just didn't ruin a marketing opportunity there and let, let that out too early. But no, it's, it's, it's perfect. Just like just like what you were saying, everything we do is a lot of materials based, and we we went after the the best leather available in the world. Which you know everything else on the on the chin straps, uh, you know, U.S. very compliant. The leather games overseas, so we said, all right, let's look into it. We went seriously. Italian leather, the first shipment of leather. Going into the first batch of, of chin straps was stacked on top of the same leather that was going to Ralph Lauren. So literally, this is the best, <laughs> That's awesome. best chin strap like leather in 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 the world. Yep. That's what it, that's what Mtech rocks. If, if, and I guess if anybody who's listening doesn't know, as Spiritus is we're manufacturing the 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 chin strap retentions for for Mtech now. So, so you're not confused as to what's going on. Right? And and those helmet covers soon, maybe? Yes. Yes. Those as well. We will be manufacturing those as well. I, I think I deserve a portion of it since I brought Mtech and Spiritus together through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we learned about each other. <laughs> maybe you'll get a little kickback. Speaking of which, I, I'm about to, I'm still getting emails almost daily, like, Hey, I was at Shot Show and I saw that super sweet helmet cover. Like, I should just start <laughs> forwarding the emails over to you guys. <laughs> we want to produce it. It's there. We've got it. We've got it uh, even further refined from what you saw there. So, if if anyone's listening, they, they saw it at Shot or they seen the pictures that leaked on it. It's absolutely that plus some. So it's gonna it's 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 exactly what you want in in a cover, and it's coming as soon as we can put it out. I, I actually had one of the big dogs. I won't say what company, but I got a an RFU recently, and your helmet cover was on the RFU. So I don't I don't know who wrote it, or how they asked about it, or how they even knew that it was a thing. But it was it was a major company in our industry that was straight up asking for the Spiritus System MTech Flux helmet cover. Ah, oh, perfect. I love, I love it. It's good. It's good. Like I said, we're close. We're very close with it. We want results, not excuses. I know, right? <laughs> 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 oh, that's cool. And, uh, did you guys see a little bit of a business uptick after uh, the elections, or during during the election, and what? You know, the spectacular helmet shenanigans that happened through that? It's uh, that's no secret what happened there, um, and. Yeah, we absolutely did. What like June of 2016 was a good month for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a horrible move! It was a terrible move. It was a gamble. Uh, it could have paid off big, but it didn't. Yeah, that didn't work out the way it was supposed to, for sure. Well, so I don't know if you know. Right now, I have a picture of 
an M, your, you know, my M tech vented helmet and multicam black on Instagram. Um, and it has, we were just talking about this. It has a, a tourniquet on the, on the top of it where I like, I like to put a, a spare tourniquet up on the top of my helmet and it's cause it's causing quite a bit of controversy on, uh, on social By media. Those right who know more than you in the comment section. Yes. People are very upset about it. Um, and they're very upset. I don't know if it's a good thing. I mean, I, I don't know. Bad PR, good PR. I mean, it, but they're mad. So I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if maybe I shouldn't post that anymore. So I don't want people to not buy your helmet because I had put a tourniquet on. The top of it. <laughs> well, first of all, there's no such thing as bad PR. Second of all, if True. it's on the internet, then you're probably wrong. If the internet's telling you you're wrong, that's probably what's up. <laughs> they're so mad about it. I, I, there was a guy who just uh, he just commented and he said he said what is that he said is that a tourniquet on your helmet and then he commented again and he said um, you know if you get shot in the head then you put the tourniquet around your neck and you suffocate how does that help you and <laughs> let's stop <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like, does the does where your tourniquet is where your tourniquet is located on your body? Um, does that determine what part of your body you have to use your your tourniquet on? Uh, I didn't know that was a rule. I, I just would have told him it was an IR strobe and been done with it. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a tourniquet. That's a strobe. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Application of uh, turning it to the neck is always effective at stopping all bleeding. Can, can you guys all bleeding. please make <laughs> an uh, instructional video on how to apply a tourniquet to your neck? I thought that's what that was for. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, the, I, we were talking about the, the wound packing thing. You know, this is something... Uh, Dark Angel uh, Medical just put out a video on this that I found interesting. You know, the, the tampons in med kits thing, right? So yeah. this is something that... People um, really do that. Yeah, they absolutely do. And so so when I worked for the, for the, for the State Department, I got the chance to do a, a live tissue training thing. And, you know, I really learned a lot in that. You know, one of the things they showed us was, you know, how much gauze... And if you go on Dark Angel uh, Medical's site right now, I'm sure they have the video posted still on their social media. But essentially, you know, he, he opens up a, a tampon and shows you how much gauze is in a tampon. And then he unwraps like a, you know, a normal packing gauze. And, and the, I mean, it's, it's like orders of magnitude more gauze. Um, you know, and the tourniquet on the helmet, people ask me about the tourniquet on the helmet thing. Um, it's it's just another tourniquet, right? I don't there you know, I was like, hey, I'm gonna put uh you know, I'm gonna put a tourniquet on my helmet one day. And it's not anything spectacularly cool, but I have you know, I wear tourniquets in multiple locations. I put one in my on my ankle, I have one in my sleeve pocket on the opposite side of my body on my arm. Um, I have one hanging off of my sack pouch on my microfite, and I also have one on my helmet. So I figure you can't have enough tourniquets and I want to be able to access them, no matter, you know, no matter where they are. So uh, that's why it's there. But you know, the the medical, you know, medical equipment as a whole, I think, is something that is that people don't pay a lot of attention to. And for some reason, man, you put it. Nobody cares about tourniquets until you put one in your helmet, dude. And 
the internet does not know how to handle that. Well, you nailed, you nailed it in the descriptor. You said a tourniquet on your helmet is not spectacularly cool. The, that yeah. right there is enough to set the internet ablaze. I mean, yeah, the, <laughs> the thing is, is like, I mean, again, not a medic here, but I mean, we, we work pretty closely with Caleb Cosby over at Lone Star Medics. Um, he's a good guy, Army medic, fire, former firefighter, former SWAT medic. So he's done the do in, in a few and he's, he's always harping about how you need to have your equipment set up so you can access it at any point, one-handed, both left and right, because you may be, you may have body parts immobilized. You may, you know, you may have to apply it one-handed in, in, in a really shitty situation. And the top of your helmet, like you can get that with either arm pretty easily and it, it's out of the way off of, you know, like your duty belt and stuff like that, where you might need stuff like ammo. So it, it makes sense if to you me. lose your head, you don't need a tourniquet. Yeah, true. It's true. It's well, my reasoning is when you kneel down, right? When every time I've treated a casualty in the real world, uh, I've been in I've been in a kneeling position, uh, or I and all honestly bent over uh, in kind of an awkward way. And and I think about the tourniquet um, under fire. I think about you know the times that I've actually had to deal with casualties in Afghanistan and. <laughs> Uh, you know, in all of the times we're pretty much under fire, and I'm I want to be low, low profile, co- protecting the casualty, and trying to help, uh, you know, help in any way I can. You know, reaching when you're bent over in that weird position, um, anything on the front of your body is very hard to access. <clears throat> so, you know, I figured my my head is somewhere I can reach up and grab grab a tourniquet off very quickly, and uh, and get that get that thing strapped on. You know. Um, I don't know. It's not for everyone. I don't really care. I just do whatever I want. And that's why I have a tourniquet on. <laughs> for, for some pictures this week, just for fun, I just decided to put my PEC-15 on the side of my helmet with oh, yeah. the mobile camera that. and on. Also, just just for fun, and it much it like, although not as much out. anger as your tourniquet got. For some reason, I was expecting a lot. It it definitely got a lot of really hilarious attention. Oh, they were so mad about <laughs> Which it. Which I did it as a joke, like, haha, here's a thousand dollar laser on the side of my head. Uh, but then I found out that it's actually a relatively common thing for actual cool guys to do. Which not, it's yeah, not it's small, man. You're not doing it out. Marking, man. Marking targets yeah. from the sky. <sighs> but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm curious as to, you know, how many you people need, are going to buy You need to put more things on your helmet and see what happens. I think I'm thinking about You've the next picture. I'm just going to here. It up. We need to keep exploring it. <laughs> we put more we have, on, but there's no room. <laughs> we have a picture somewhere of Ben wearing one of our helmets, and it has nothing but rifle accessories, like forward grips and, and like a Magpul <laughs> AFG. I mean, it's it's purely rifle accessories, all M-locked onto a helmet. And, you know, we were That's all so awesome. we were all laughing our asses off and just taking weird pictures at the shop one day, but. I don't. I don't think we've ever posted it, and I'm certain that we probably never Do will. It. Do it. <laughs> it. It would be up to Ben. He's got it somewhere, but uh, yeah. I mean, Man. I I can't understand why anybody would be upset about a tourniquet on the helmet. I mean, a tourniquet anywhere you can get to it is a good idea. I say. Yeah, people I feeling this, man. Well, I mean, one of the reasons, and so to, to caveat for the medic types uh, here, the big the big thing is you know. The research now shows that uh, exposure to UV light is damaging 
um, cat tourniquets. Uh, even though that's not a, it's mine's a soft T wide. That's on my helmet. It has a metal metal windlass, and it's a uh, it's a different construction than the cat. It's a different material, but um, that's the big problem, right? That pe that people who really know what they're talking about when they see a when they see a tourniquet external, uh, they say, "Hey, man, you should probably cover that up um, in some way, just because it, you know, you don't want your tourniquet to rip or break." And what we're seeing is the army. You know, the army gives you a tourniquet. Some of these guys, they were given a tourniquet, and they had, you know, they had this thing for, you know, three years on their vest, and they went to use it on somebody, and it would just snap the minute they put any tension on it. So, you know, you know, replace your tourniquets if you're about to go into the medical so gear. It should be cycled out. Well, which oh, begs man. the question: Then, are we using the wrong material to build tourniquets? Yeah, you, you know, know one I mean? of the, we got a lot of emails about having, you know, the sack pouch you can wear a tourniquet on the bottom. Um, and that was, you know, we got a lot of emails and feedback from medics saying, hey, cover that tourniquet up. Uh, you know, that's the only way that we're, we're going to endorse your product is if you, if you cover it in some way. And, uh, you know, not bad feedback, very good feedback, actually. But uh, I started thinking about it, and we're having to solve an issue that somebody else is creating, right? So we have to figure out how to, you know, how to cover the tourniquet up to keep it safe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you're right. Maybe it's the wrong material. Hmm. What are your opinions on the rats tourniquet? Uh, the rats. So. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, we we uh, we've sold the rats tourniquet, um, and they're we you know I have this is one of those weird times that I feel like there's a fracture in the in the industry. Um, I've had I've had people tell me on one side people that I really respect people who run uh, you know very prestigious training centers with with you know techniques that are cutting edge tell me that the rat's tourniquet is fine um, and that they su they suggest it not as a replacement to the soft tee or to uh, you know to the cat tourniquet or even the SWAT tee but they, they suggest it as like a low visibility you know everyday carry like it's better than not having a tourniquet kind of thing um, I've, I've heard that and then you know the internet has told us that the the rat's tourniquet is completely unacceptable. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's I marketing anything official. With. It's better than nothing. Yeah, <laughs> sure, not. sure, and that's not coming from rats. You know what I mean? That's yeah. uh, that's like third third party. So I I don't know. Maybe does anybody else have anything? I'm not um, sure uh, Ben does. Ben knows all about this kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I just went through some retraining um, a little bit ago, and it was actually like my first time that I really like tried to use the rats um and yeah you can apply it you know on somebody else or if you're using both hands but one of the things that you know again the whole one-handed thing um i couldn't do it and and also like you trying to get it on my leg like you want a good good coverage you want that that certain amount of space that it's that it's uh working on so it was just too not enough material and it was basically the reason why the straps on the softy wides and the and the cat tourniquets are are uh, as wide as they are is because they 
prevent from causing too much tissue damage. Sure. Um, and the rats basically on, on my leg or me, um, it was then it was pretty painful actually. Not that any tourniquet's comfortable, but uh, it just cuts in more than those other tourniquets do. Um, on top of that, I mean, you know, you got your, they say it's TC3, but it's actually not. So, and they lied about it. And there's Taylor with his in there. So it's just kind of one of those things. That, like, I, I think there's better options, bottom line. And you got to make it's, it's your life, so you got to make that evaluation. Absolutely. I agree. It's not that much smaller than carrying a real tourniquet anyway. You have stuff that you know works, you have stuff that's proven, and then you have, you know, I don't know, a piece of rope, a piece of shit rope. That they, you know, <laughs> Tell so, us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm pretty agitated right now. I didn't know we were going to go here. So, for its merit, there is, it, it does have its place with like, animals you know small children stuff like that where it's like better than nothing thing you know or a, a cat's not going to get around to an limb and thing like that but you know there are other is, options is it more effective for neck injuries than a soft tee on your helmet <laughs> Jesus. You're one of your, it was one of your many accounts wasn't it <laughs> i love it i don't have that many <laughs> Who has the uh, who has the crickets in the background? That's definitely us. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. loud. I'm impressed. Is this awesome. a, ba a bayou somewhere? What's going on here? <laughs> having a podcast from the plantation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it could be uh, that. Actually, could be me, but it's not crickets. It's frogs. I'm pacing around outside my house. <laughs> oh, nice. no. I'm just glad you found out how to use Google, man. Welcome to the future. Welcome to 2007. <laughs> so I, I realized I, I knew this was going to happen. I even said to my wife before I walked out, I was like, I'm like, you guys going to bust my chops because I don't know anything about technology. But I actually do. I just I don't have a Gmail account, but my mtech account is attached to Gmail. So I just had to download the app and sign in. It wasn't too tricky. There you go. There you go. Perfect. This can be taught. <laughs> also, I'm a genius. So now. There you go. You figured it out. All right, guys. I think we'll wrap that up for tonight. Thank you again, everyone, for coming on. I had a blast, as always. Uh, before I wrap things up, everyone, give your social media handles a shout-out for people to go find you. Don't everybody start at once. Okay, so we're uh, at <laughs> from the the literally, literally there was perfect. So you can get us at on Instagram at, at Lone Star Armory. We're on Facebook too. Uh, website will be live here in about a week. Uh Uh we'll be carrying spirit systems and uh hopefully in text. Awesome. That'll definitely be live by uh, the time. And this podcast goes up, so go check them out. Uh, tag Ryan, guys, we wish you much uh, continued success, man. We like what you're doing. We appreciate that. Appreciate that. We're looking forward to doing some business with you guys. Look forward to it, sir. And while I'm still talking to MTech, it's just at MTech USA is our, our Instagram. And uh, both Facebook and Instagram are linked together, just MTech. So 
hit us up anytime. We're usually very responsive. Can get back to you anytime. Excellent very source cool. for helmet porn. And Absolutely. Are you still awake? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Uh, uh, yeah, at uh, becauseoperator.com uh, or, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, easy oh, to yeah, find. The new website. The new website looks awesome. Definitely go oh, check it out. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, just uh, gun media, uh, NVG media, cool, you know, cool guy shit. Uh, stuff that I can't actually do in real life. So <laughs> <laughs> the internet doesn't need to know that. Oh shit, we're live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. I hope to have you back on again soon. You guys take care and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Pleasure, man. Thank you.